This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Bama Online Podcast. It is Friday, February the 12th, 2021. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, alongside BamaOnline.com Recruiting Analyst Hank South, and appropriately enough, because some big news for the Alabama Crimson Tide this morning as it picks up its latest commitment for the class of 2022 Hank, uh, this was a position, too, that based on the last couple of years, you figured Alabama would continue to mine, and it did just that. Going back to Ohio, I guess you could say, for another tight end in Elijah Brown. Yeah, Alabama seems to really love those Midwest. I guess, is Ohio Midwest? I'm not sure. Uh, The Midwest depends on which part of Ohio we're talking about, maybe. You know, you get down near Kentucky, Um, uh, maybe more Southern. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead. We're going to count Ohio as well. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, well, yeah, you know, there's no lulling commitments this year so far um, compared to 2021 when we were sitting there in in late April wondering what was going on. Um, Alabama has now landed two commitments in the month of uh, well, in the last couple of weeks. I think Walter Bob was just before February, but um, or it was February first. So yeah, two two commitments in in the month of February. The latest being Elijah Brown, the Forest High tight end out of uh, out of Ohio, um, and this is a big get. This is a guy. Yeah, uh, you know, we we last last week after um, after National Signing Day, you know, we circled tight end as a position of need. Um, you know, they, they haven't really signed um, you know many big names. Obviously, they, they've signed guys they've really liked in recent cycles, whether that be Caden Clark, Robbie Oots, but they haven't really. Uh, you know, I, I think Jaleel Billingsley was the last four star tight end Alabama signed, and obviously, you know, they do their own, the Alabama staff does their own evaluations. They're not going off recruiting rankings, and I think. Both Caden Clark and, and Robbie Hughes can be really good players, but we haven't seen a four-star tight end commit to Alabama since uh, since the 2019 class. So um, this is this is a, a real big get. Um, he was a guy Bama prioritized early. He got he got an offer um, last July prior to his uh, junior season, um, and uh, you know he stayed in contact with with the Bama staff. Charles Huff had originally recruited him um, as, as he covered Ohio. Bill O'Brien took over once uh, once Huff left and, and Bill O'Brien came in. Um, and that didn't really drop drop off. You know, I was talking to some some uh, people close to him as head coach at Wayne High School in, in Ohio, and he was saying, you know, just the relationships they've built with the staff, Nick Saban, um, you know, they, they were very comfortable with, with Alabama. So um, big-time pickup at a position of need. And, and, and early on in, in the cycle, too, is not, um, you know, a spot – you know, we're going to be waiting around into the fall to see kind of what happens at. Now, looking at Elijah Brown's 247sports.com profile, 
looks like you were sort of flying solo on that crystal ball prediction. When did you get the sense that this was going to happen? Obviously, he made it known that his commitment date was upcoming, but uh, what sort of led you to to think that this was going to work out in Alabama's favor? It's actually a really funny story. So I, I, I talked to him when he got the offer back in, in July, and he was really excited about it. Um, spoke really highly of Alabama, said they were going to be a top school. And then, um, you know, every every Sunday I kind of have, or, you know, every every weekend, you know, you, you reach out to recruits, you kind of see what what's, uh, what they're hearing from Alabama, get, some, get the latest updates to make sure uh, you're staying on top of everything. And uh, I had Elijah Brown. I had just decided uh, last Sunday morning I was going to put Elijah Brown on my list of guys to hit up on Sunday. Uh, and, and I texted him and I said, Hey man, you know, what's up? You still hearing from Alabama? What, what's the latest with that? And, uh, this, uh, I just want to, you know, say this never happens actually, uh, w- with how he replied. He said, uh, yeah, I actually just committed. I just haven't announced it yet. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, he kind of just, uh, he, he, he gave me the, gave me the scoop right then and there. Um, would you know, as a recruiting reporter, you, you certainly appreciate. Um, and then it kind of, um, you know, started uh, gaining some steam across uh, the different recruiting um, outlets and, and all that. So that's kind of, uh, you know, how I came across it. We knew he was a, a big target of Alabama's, just didn't know, you know, he had committed last weekend, right, an hour before, you know, we, we had reached out to him. So that's how I found out. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, this is a guy, 6'5", 230, four-star in the 24-7 sports composite rankings, uh, top 15 at his position nationally kind of go back and you can find his tape, his highlights from his sophomore and also uh, junior seasons on the high school level. And it looks a lot like so many of today's tight end prospects, right? Hank guys mm-hmm. that flex out guys that with Elijah Brown watching his sophomore uh, tape, he, he's more still kind of inside in the slot, but, in his junior season, you see him split wide. Uh, he also lines up at the H, lines up in line. Just so many different things that offense is one out of the tight end position. And this is a big athletic dude who looks like he can do all those things well at the next level. Yeah, and I was talking to his head coach, Roosevelt Mukes, at, at Wayne, and he was saying, you know, th- their offense, they, they run the ball about 65% of the time. And, uh, but he said, you know, he, he's just, he said they need to, he was saying his staff needs to do a better job of figuring out ways to get, um, to get Elijah Brown the ball because yeah, he's just a mismatch problem. He can do all sorts of things all over the field. He has great ball skills. He's super athletic. You know, he got, I mean, he honestly kind of reminds me of Julio Billingsley coming out of high school. You know, we saw Billingsley, you know, he he was playing a lot of the game at quarter at Wildcat quarterback just because he was so athletic. And, you know, we've seen that translate to Alabama where he's returning kickoffs now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, this is the kind of the kind of guy Bama's really, um, you know, honed in on at the tight end position in recent cycles. I think Robbie Utz is very similar with his skill set. Um, and I think he has a really high ceiling. Like I said, you know, they're, they're more of a run oriented offense. Um, so we haven't really seen the full, you know, um, the, you know, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you know, everything, um, I, I think Elijah Brown is capable of, uh, I don't think we we've seen it yet. So I think he has a pretty high ceiling. Um, uh, and I think this is, this is a big pickup, um, by Alabama, you know, this morning. Yeah, we we wonder too with all the staff changeover on the offensive side of the ball, you know, where are some of these guys going to fit in terms of the recruiting approach? And uh, as you alluded to earlier, we've gotten a strong indication that Bill O'Brien apparently 
is going to be up there in the state of Ohio, which I guess makes some sense given you know his past ties. It was a brief tenure at Penn State, but he obviously has a background in Big Ten territory up there. So uh, that's a nice pickup for Bill O'Brien uh, as he assumes those duties from, uh, as you said earlier, Charles Huff is in, in all likelihood. Um, you talk about this this class now with three commitments. This is the first offensive pickup uh, for 2022. But uh, speaking of Bill O'Brien and offensive prospects for this next class, uh, big announcement coming up a week from today up in the state of Tennessee as it relates to the quarterback position, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be another big domino falling in the class of 2022. That's Ty Simpson, um, the, the top 100 quarterback from um, from Martin, Tennessee. He's going to be announcing his college commitment. Um, I'm not sure the, the final list he's using as far as you know who he's deciding from. He has a top 10 out, um, but the schools that have been most often mentioned with him are Alabama, Clemson, um, you know, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas A&M. Those are kind of the the core schools that um, he he seems to have been focusing on in, in the schools that um, I think, with the exception of Texas A&M, he's, he's visited um, this year for games, just you know, on his own for those those self guided visits we've seen recruits do during this uh, coronavirus dead period but um i think this decision is going to come down to alabama and clemson um there seems to be uh kind of some you know quiet optimism on both sides so you know from from what i've gathered it doesn't sound like that it's done isn't it's not like he's called one of these staffs and he said i'm I'm coming i think you know he's given indication that he's very high on both of these schools and you know several you know the final schools but um i I think this is one that has a few more days to it before um comes to before he comes to a decision um if you if you're looking at alabama's chances you know i i think there's a lot of reasons he you know he he could end up at alabama you know he 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 loved the hire of bill o'brien um obviously any time you you get an nfl Head co- former NFL head coach, former college head coach, um, to come be your your coordinator and and quarterbacks coach. That's something you, you certainly take into consideration, especially if you consider the fact that Ty Simpson's dad is a head coach at um, UT Martin, Jason Simpson. Um, so he certainly, you know, um, that that angle I'm sure is something that's being talked about in the Simpson household. Um, and then kind of, a, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, another kind of little interesting um, connection to Alabama now is Jay Graham actually coached with Ty Simpson's dad early on in his career at UT Martin. If you look at um, Simpson's dad, he's been at UT Martin, I think since 2007. So he's been there a long time, has had a lot of uh, different coaches with him. And Jay Graham was uh, was one of those coaches. So he has a connection to that family as well. So, uh, you know, and, and then again, you know, you look at 2022, that's that's um, the quarterback is a position of need. You know, there's there's three scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. Um, you know, that, 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 that and Nick Saban likes to take a quarterback every class, if not two. Um, so that's going to be an area Bama really focuses on. And, and it seems to be at this point, uh, Bama has really only focused on Ty Simpson in the class of 2022. And, you know, I've had some questions, you know, what if he does go to Clemson? What if he goes elsewhere? What will Bama do? And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's February, you know, they, they'll be fine. They'll circle back, probably make some new offers. Look at the guys they have offers out to already. Um, and, and I think they'll land a pretty good quality, a pretty quality quarterback, um, but still, you know, I, I don't think I, I think I haven't made my prediction on uh, Ty Simpson yet. I, I think it could go Alabama's way, uh, but Clemson is right there with them too. Yeah, and if we've learned anything, right, especially in recent years between Jake Fromm, Tua Tonga Vailoa, yep. uh, all these quarterbacks, um, and Bryce Young, uh, it, it, as you just said, <laughs> it's still early, regardless <laughs> of how that one plays out initially with Ty Simpson and he will by the way 
announce his college commitment one week from today on February the 19th. He'll do that on CBS Sports HQ at 2 p.m. Central. Hank, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I got to get into this Henry Toa Toa stuff with you. Amazing update from Hank here in the last couple of days there at BamaOnline.com. Had a very interesting conversation with Henry's father, Yese uh, Toa Toa. So we'll ask Hank about that and a whole lot more. When the Bama Online podcast returns right after this. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Back with more of the Bama Online podcast on this Friday, February the 12th, 2021. We have broken down the commitment of 2022 tight end Elijah Brown to the Crimson Tide earlier today. And we want to get into this Henry Toa Toa situation with you, Hank. Uh, Just a fabulous update from you there on the website here in the last day or so. I got to ask you, given the, I guess, transparency, I guess you could say, of Mr. Toa Toa, and we certainly appreciate that, um, you've done a lot of updates. You've talked to a lot of parents, a lot of coaches, a lot of prospects. Where does that one rank for you? Because it was as revealing as just about any update you'll read in this era of social media and people being able to control the news flow and uh, those things. I mean, obviously, that the information is what we're all here for. Um, but just the manner in which uh, Mr. Toa Toa just kind of laid it all out there. Yeah, I mean, it's up there with I, I think the most you know candid on the record conversations I've ever had. Um, and yeah, I was surprised. I even asked him. You know, you were talking, and it's like, you know, are you? Is this cool? <laughs> I report this. You double check just to make sure because this day and age, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, they want to keep things quiet or, you know, they don't want to be quoted. But um, no, I mean, Henry's father was was um, was awesome to talk to, was awesome to work with. He said, uh, you know, as long as, you know, these are my words and, and they're not seen as Henry's words. And he, he wanted me to emphasize that to the reader. So I, I certainly did that as best I could, that these are his words and, and not Henry's. So it's kind of based off of his opinion. But if you kind of look at, at, at that process, look back at the recruiting process, you know, Henry's dad, yes, was a big part of his decision. So you got to think his opinion is, is going to weigh heavily on kind of how things unfold. And, and as it's looking now, if things can fall Alabama's way in, in terms of NCAA and SEC rulings here come April, it, it sounds like it would be a shock if Henry Toto did not end up at Alabama. And so you went ahead from the crystal ball perspective on that one, I guess, to, to make a prediction of Henry Toa Toa to Alabama, but you just talked about it. You know, we anticipated the NCAA following through with the one-time transfer rule last month. That was tabled uh, until April, as you've talked about, and as you covered with uh, Mr. Toa Toa in that update. And um, so if, if that had been passed 
in January, there's really, I guess, no doubt in your mind, and and I guess there shouldn't be based on Mr. Toa Toa's comments to you, that that he would certainly be headed to Alabama. No, I, I think so. And, you know, they, they said or Mr. Toa Toa said in his conversations with uh, in their conversations with Nick Saban that, you know, it, it's the NCAA rule they need to pass um, for the one time transfer. We can play immediately. And then there's going to be an SEC rule where I guess, you know, in interconference transferring where that right. has to pass as well. Um, so basically they said, you know, Nick Saban has told them, um, let's wait. Or he's like, I, I recommend you wait until April. Um, kind of see what the landscape is, see how it goes, and then go from there. But what I thought was, you know, one of the most interesting things he said is he said, regardless of of what the NCAA rules, whatever the SEC rules, all these scenarios that could unfold, he said they're going to likely go by whatever Nick Saban's advice is on uh, on what it's they amazing. should do. Yeah, yeah, as whether you know, He's, whether he, it's yeah. like Nick Saban has become their family advisor now, yeah. regardless of what he does, and Nick Saban could still end up coaching against right. Henry Toa Toa because, based on your interview, it sounds like whether it's, I would guess he's he's leaving Tennessee at this point, although that could still potentially happen, I guess. Right. And then there's mention of Ohio State perhaps being in the mix more so than. Even some schools that you would expect, perhaps more so back on the West Coast near his home of Concord, California. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's several different scenarios. It sounds like, you know, the most likely is Alabama if that all falls through. But uh, yeah, he, he said that, and uh, yes, I even said, you know, if, if Nick Saban recommends he sits out a year uh, and, and comes back the next year to play, then they might seriously consider doing that just because they respect Nick Saban so much. But, uh, he, uh, he, and what they said though, you know, they said Nick Saban thinks, you know, he, he's a guy that's going to come in, play one more year and he's going to be, get a high draft grade and right. go. And he, and he wants that for, for Henry Toto. And, and that's one thing he kept emphasizing was how much of, um, they, how much of a player's coach and, you know, truly, you know, he, the, the player first for Nick Saban. And, th- and that was, uh, you know, what he kept emphasizing how much they and why they respect him so much. So, yeah, even if he ended up somewhere else, uh, you know, that 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 would you know still be potentially at the advice of Nick Saban. And, yeah, you know, it sounds like from my from what I took from it, if it's not Alabama, Ohio State probably makes the most sense next because they have that relationship with the staff there. Al Washington, one of the assistant coaches there, they've built a good bond with. He was talking about the Pac-12 and the Big 12, you know, saying that, you know, they're not like the SEC in, in the Big Ten and really, uh, you know, they're not one, what, you know, especially the Pac-12, what they what they used to be. Um, so that that's kind of, you know, off the table. He said he kind of left the door open for Oregon a little bit. Um, you know, they're kind of, I guess, the most SEC like team in the Pac-12 um, with, with the way they've recruited and and kind of uh, stockpiled talent. But it sounds like, you know, he said if we're staying in the SEC, it's Alabama. It's most likely Alabama regardless. Um, and then if not that maybe Ohio state, but yeah, I mean, just some really, really interesting comments from him. Very honest in retrospect of Henry's first go around in the process, because a couple of years ago, it certainly felt like Henry Toa Toa was headed to Alabama coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. He goes to Tennessee and in your update, uh, ESA uses the words. Don't want to make that mistake again. Right. Um, just again, the kind of uh, transparency you, you don't see all that often, but it was very fascinating, very informative, just an outstanding update uh, all the way around. So this is at this point, this is a wait and see 
And from what you took from it and what you had right there on the record, uh, it sounds like the Toa Toas are content for now, at least, to wait and see how this plays out in April at both the NCAA and SEC levels before making a final determination. The Al Washington storyline is interesting because Tennessee tried to hire him as its new defensive coordinator. That didn't happen. If that happens, maybe the Toa Toas stay it in Knoxville without Washington. Now Washington stays at Ohio state. Ah, wow, man. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh-huh. All these different things. Guys like Hank South have to cover these days. It's not just the high school kids anymore. You got the portal, uh, JC's. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Doesn't so, slow down after national. No, Sunday anymore. no. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you too, about this little ditty that we've heard about here in the last couple of days, because certainly I know, you've been on top of this and we've sort of pondered when it might lift, but it sounds like the D one council for the NCAA is going to recommend an extension of the dead period, uh, that we essentially just went through an entire, we're going to go through an entire calendar year of, we know that, uh, but that could perhaps now be going through may. Uh, how does that impact the, 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 the upcoming spring of recruiting, uh, junior day, spring practice, and still with a guy like JT Tuomalo uh, on the board for the 2021 class, the outstanding defensive end from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I, you know, with JT, you know, I think that's kind of the most interesting now storyline. You know, how how could that impact things? Um, you know, like 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 Brandon Huffman was reporting with 24/7 Sports. You know, he he wanted to wait until after April 15th when the dead period lifted to potentially get out on official visits to uh, to Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least not. Uh, you know, right before, at least not before the summer. Um, so you know, does that? make him decide to just go out on his own dime, see Ohio state and Alabama with his family. Does he just decide to make a decision based off what he knows? Um, I don't think, I think they're still kind of discussing this. This is, this this is, this is kind of fresh still. Um, and again, you know, Brandon Huffman was saying he's not a guy that's going to sign a letter of intent or most likely not going to sign a letter of intent. Um, he has until I think August to do so. Um, so, you know, he, if he wanted to, he could wait until the summer, and and if they lift visits, op, uh, open visits again, he could take visits in the summer and then just enroll somewhere. Um, so if he's not signing a letter of intent, he's really not, you know, bound to any sort of um, time he has to make a decision. As far as you know, assuming schools hold a spot open for him, which you know I, th- I think every school would um, for JT Tuimolo. So that's kind of a wait and see as well. Like Henry Henry Toa Toa, um, I don't think we're going to have any you know resolution on that here anytime soon. Um, but beyond that, you know, if it's extended through May 31st, um, you know, obviously it could affect, you know, we'll see how kind of, you know, they, they, they word it or, you know, if it's, you know, no visits on campus, but coaches can still get out and evaluate, you know, if that, who, who knows how they, they might like put it together this time around. Um, but if, you know, if they do it through May 31st, I don't think that's a huge deal in terms of, you know, the, the class. Cause if, if they can still have camps this summer, um, and, you know, everyone's kind of adjusted to this, this life life now, you know, we're still seeing seven on seven camps like every weekend. We're still seeing these, uh, you know, opening things and, you know, people are, they're, they're figuring out how to do it, 
you know, through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, obviously you have a year, uh, year now that you've, you know, been practicing, you, you know, kind of how to take this virtual approach with everything. So I, I don't think it's going to be as big of a, a, thing, a shell shock, I think, as, as we saw last spring when everything just shut down. Um, and then again, if you can, if you can, if uh, schools can have camps, they can host visits maybe this summer, um, you know, as things kind of progress, uh, I think it'll be fine. And of course, you know, we've seen that we can have full high school seasons as well. So maybe a little bit more delayed in terms of evaluations. And Nick Saban actually mentioned that with Josh Pate on, uh, on his, uh, late kick show after signing day saying, you know, they kind of had an idea of who they liked in 2021, just from previous, um, you know, camps and, and having them on visits kind of more recently. They don't know these 2022 guys as well, just because, you know, th- th- this is now, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they just got off their junior season. They don't know these guys as closely and haven't been around them. So it might be a little bit more of an interesting adjustment. But again, if they lift it after uh, May, it, it um, you know I, I think it can have be a pretty normal year. Well, Hank, as always, we appreciate you taking the time, my man. Great stuff. Elijah Brown becomes the third commitment for the Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting effort for the class of 2022. Hank Tim Watts recruiting coverage that is unsurpassed, right there for you at BamaOnline.com. Thanks a lot, Hank. Anytime. Thanks, Travis. We'll do it again soon. We'll catch up with Hank South again real soon. We'll keep you up to speed right here on the Bama Online podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast? A rating and a review while you're there would help us out tremendously as well. And, of course, again, keep it locked to BamaOnline.com for all things Alabama Crimson Tide. Travis Ryer for Hank South. Thanks again. We'll talk again real soon. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.